Hey, happy Easter, everybody. What's up? Hey, guys, uh, my name is Chris. And I'm Patrick. And we are so glad to welcome you to Church Online. It's Easter. And who would have yeah. thought, Patrick, that we would be doing Church Online on Easter? Not, like not this? this guy. No, but hey, we're, we're here. We're going to make the best of it. Hi, real quick, a couple of things before we get rolling in our service today. First of all, will you share this feed, please? Go ahead and share this post. Click the little arrow button thingy and send it out to the rest of the world. Let your friends know you're at church. Uh, this is like the easiest day in the world to invite your friends to church. It may never be easier than this, Patrick. I don't think <laughs> that's, that's it'll great. be ever easier than this. Like, um, also, uh, we've been kind of uh, trying to do our best to kind of keep up with who's hanging out with us. And so can I ask you, especially yeah. today, we'd love to know. Uh, who we've got in church with us today. Uh, we're doing it through a text messaging service. We're using the number 97000, as the number you text to. And there's two options on how you can check in. The first one is to text the words. Uh, it's all one word. It's a keyword. So there's no spaces. Uh, online viewer is one of them. You'll see it on the screen. Online viewer to 97000. Or if you've never hung out with us before and you'd like to check in for the first time, uh, just do a new to venture. Also, no spaces. New to venture to 97000, same number. And you'll get a little form in your text message and it'll give you an opportunity to, to say, hey, I was here. So would you do that? And we'd love to know who we're hanging out with this morning. So that's the first thing I got for you right now. Hey, also, it's, it's Easter, which is the most important day of the year in the life of a Christian. But what I remember about Easter growing up, other than the cool Easter baskets and the Easter eggs and the Easter bunny, was one very important special thing. We would all get dressed up in our pastels and we would take a photo in front of a tree that had flowers on it, most likely yeah. a dogwood. Now, I don't know if you got a dogwood at your house or if you even have nice clothes because nobody can get in Walmart clothes right now. But what we want you to do is go ahead and get together with your family and continue that Easter tradition or start that Easter tradition by taking a selfie of you and your family or you and your dog or you and your hamster, whoever's around, take a selfie together, post it to Instagram and Facebook, tagging at join the venture and putting hashtag venture selfies. Yeah, that'll be awesome. We can see what everybody's doing on Easter. And uh, hey, if you're eating some good food today, uh, post that stuff too, because man, I'm telling you, it's, it's uh, I like looking <laughs> at good food. <laughs> uh, I'm making hey, a barbecue. Ooh, that would be good. Hey, so, so another thing that we got going on today, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks, uh, but we're doing it today. We're kicking it back off. We're gonna keep doing it from here on out, uh, as long as we're at church online. And that is, we always do communion at our church on Sunday. Now, that's something that you can choose to do. You don't have to participate. We always leave it open to kind of uh, just just uh, meditate during that time. But we're going to have that today. And so Patrick and I got our supplies ready. We got our little glasses. I got a cracker here. Uh, and here, what, what have you got at your house? You can use any kind of cup. Here's the thing, Patrick. I was going to use um, – I got a Dallas Cowboys cup. But yeah. I know there's some people at our church that would just flat lose their religion if I try to take communion through that cup because they, they're haters, man. Um, what you got fair. here? That's right. I got uh, Tom and Jerry, yeah. and I'm most excited about this because I actually get to have like three times as much juice and cracker. So I'm gonna feel like <laughs> I'm gonna get more Jesus today than I. Those than tiny I, little cups are just they they leave much to be desired. Don't? Yeah. So yeah, fill it up. Get your this is saltine, um, and we're gonna talk more later in the passage uh, in in the in the service today about yeah. communion. Uh, Patrick, I'm gonna have you join me back for that later on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll do that together, but. Uh, that's communion, and so uh, we'll be doing that from now on every week. So go ahead and stock up on some grape juice, or the best you can. Look, if you don't have grape juice, you don't have crackers, it's, it's the heart of it right now. And so just do your best to, to pull those things together. Yeah. Uh, also, hey, I got to ask an important question. Venture Kids, where are you at? I am so excited that you guys are here and joining us for this. Uh, I know you had a good time in your class last week. Uh, thank you to Ms. Bethel for leading that and to Ms. Dixie for the video. Uh, our Venture Kids volunteers are really stepping up their game right now. And we've got another new video from another great Venture volunteer. So let's kick it over to Mr. Brent. Oh, what's up Venture Kids? Happy Easter Sunday. Good morning to you. So I'm out here cleaning my pool. You're probably wondering why. Well, it's because we're all cooped up in the house, right? And the pool is something fun that we get to get to do. But I'll tell you what, this is day 12 of me cleaning out this pool. This is what it looked like 12 days ago. So I am trying to get this pool clean and it's still dirty. It is still dirty, but you know what? I'm gonna surprise my kids once it's ready. Cause I know that once I surprise them, they'll love it. 
they'll love being surprised with this pull because they've been asking me every day, Daddy's a pull ready? Is Daddy's a pull ready? Every day I gotta say, no. You guys ever been surprised before? Like surprised in a excited, fun, good way. Now that we're all home, um, a lot more these days, and if you know Mr. Brent, I love to surprise my kids. So we have Lily, who's four, um, Peyton, who's eight, almost nine. Lily's almost five, too. Peyton's almost nine, and Jacob is almost 13. Um, now, Peyton and Jacob, they're getting a little bit harder these days to just surprise, right? Because they know daddy's tricks. But Lily, I can still get Lily all the time by uh, jumping out from behind a door. She screams. Uh, or sometimes I love uh, to, uh, to pull into uh, an ice cream shop when we're after, after dinner one night, you know, and they don't expect it. I love to surprise them with ice cream. Um, and if some of your dads out there are like me, I'm the bug killer in the house. And if a bug somehow finds its way on the floor, uh, dead, I'll pick it up and toss it in the toilet without flushing it. And so the next person that uh, unfortunately goes to the restroom, they're hit with a surprise, an, an unexpected surprise. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, this, the Bible is full of, of God's uh, amazing answers to life's um, most important questions. And when we look in the Bible, we can see an amazing surprise that happened on Easter Sunday. And it's just one of the coolest things that we can look forward to. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 24, verses one through eight. The title starts with Jesus has risen. So right there, that kind of tells you what the surprise is. But let's read it together. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, they were surprised. The women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you why he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of Jesus, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they didn't believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Peter and the woman were surprised to see Jesus' body not in the tomb. And when the angels shone and surprised them, oh, this was an amazing time. It had to have been so amazing. So guys, this Easter, this Easter Sunday, we have the joy of remembering that surprise. We have, and we can celebrate that, all right? So maybe this week, um, as your parents surprise you with different things, maybe you guys can be excited about that. Be excited about that because Jesus has risen. guys they surprised me it dumped that nasty pool water all over me oh they surprised me good thanks guys i appreciate that so guys uh this easter sunday remember uh, that we have what is about eight kids now who have uh jumped to the challenge of memorizing their verse great job if you're one of those eight Ooh, chilly uh, and, uh, and guys, don't forget that at 1130 today, Miss Bethel is going to give us a special Easter um, lessons uh, by Zoom. So come back and uh, click on that link and join that video. We hope to see all you guys there. And surprise, you already know it's Easter.
Wow, thanks, Brent. Man, thanks for doing so many awesome things for our kids. We have such a great group of kids teachers and they're just really making it happen right now. I hope you kids can come back at 1130 for the kids Zoom class. We'll talk more about that later on. Uh, but I wanna welcome somebody to the screen. Uh, on here with me, I got Mr. George, George Beyer. What's up, man? Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? We, uh, here, uh, George is one of our elders at the church and uh, we'd love to introduce some of our leaders with you. Uh, the elders have been meeting this week and have uh, some pretty amazing news to share with the church family. So uh, I want to have George on here to get you. George, would you mind sharing a little bit about what the elders have been talking about? Yeah, I'm very happy to. Uh, the guys got together and, and uh, uh, we talked about uh, establishing a, a benevolent fund uh, for Venture Church uh, for the basically the needs moving forward. Uh, through this uh, pandemic uh, uh, that we're going through. And um, it's a stressful time for everybody, uh, but we have uh, the opportunity really to, uh, you know, shine light in dark places. And, and this is just one of those ways that we can uh, uh, put our faith to work. Wow, absolutely. Uh, now, my understanding is uh, we're not sure exactly how the funds will get distributed at this point, working on the criteria and how that's all going to come together. But the, I guess the first step is to make a decision. Like we want to help families in need. Um, tell us a little bit about today's offering. This to me is part of the most exciting part. Well, it is exciting because uh, the entire offering for today, for Easter Sunday, is going to be earmarked towards this benevolent fund. And uh, so far we have uh, talked about a commitment to uh, the Restore Church up in Jacksonville. Uh, we've helped them in the past, and uh, so we're going to send them $1,000 out of this fund. Awesome. And uh, the balance is going to be uh, ongoing for uh, the benevolence uh, as the, the needs are being brought to the elders that, that we can have this uh, resource uh, to address them immediately. Man, and so I think uh, so I want to encourage you guys today. Uh, if you don't normally give to church, we're a church that when we talk about money, we want to talk about it in a healthy way. And this is like the most healthy way to talk about money is how you can help other people. So uh, I want to encourage you. Let's dig deep, dig deep this this week. Uh, you can visit us at jointheventure.com and click on the give link. Set up online giving just for a one-time gift or or for future things. I believe we'll we'll have ways to give to this fund in the future as well. But today, everything that comes in the offering is going into someone else, uh, in someone else's household. And so, um, so if you have a need and, it, and, and you are laid off from work or would like to connect with our elders, uh, please reach out to one of them. We'll have some information uh, available on this link in the feed below. You can, you can check out. Uh, man, thanks, George. That is some really good news. And I'm so excited to have such a great group of elders. Yep. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Chris, for, uh, uh, and, and anybody that has any suggestions for the criteria, mm -hmm or how to go about this, uh, just feel free to, to touch base with any one of us, and uh, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Beautiful. Thanks again. Yeah, lots of good news. Hey, George, before you go, I want, I want you to watch something with us. Uh, you know this because you were sure. there and I was there. Guys, something yeah. really awesome happened this week, and uh, just as to highlight the, some good in the world, uh, we've been praying for Miss Rita Stepp for a while. She's recently diagnosed with a, a pretty aggressive brain cancer, and it's it's hard to find a lot of joy sometimes uh, in times like this with stuff like that. But our church family, man, you guys just, you showed up for Miss Rita this week. Uh, we gathered together and we had a drive-by parade for Miss Rita. And so uh, 24 cars showed up in a parking lot. And then I believe there were something like 60 individuals that I was able to count. We filmed a video. Let me just shoot you over. Check a look at this video and, and just, just watch what happened. Starts with a beautiful shot of a rainbow. Here's Miss Rita. Whoop, whoop! We love you! Hey. I'm gonna hop out right here and film everybody, but I'll stay away. I know, isn't that awesome? Right above your house?
We love you guys. And you get to watch the whole thing again as we leave. <laughs> I love y'all so much. That was great. Good to see that stuff. Uh, look, keep shining your light, people. Let's just keep shining the light of Jesus and doing things like that, even though times are hard. We're going to keep moving this morning. I'm going to send it over to Aaron and the band for a time of worship. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Venture Church live stream. Happy Easter to you all. If you haven't met me before, my name is Aaron. I'm a volunteer here at Venture Church. We're very blessed to be a part of this morning with you all. I know through this COVID-19 thing, it's a little bit weird, but here's the thing. Wherever you are, on your couch, your bed, and the kitchen table, laptop, phone, we can dedicate this time to Jesus and thank him for all he has done for us. Because after all, his death and resurrection has brought more than just an event in the Bible. It has brought life and hope to many people for generations to come. And so this morning we're here to celebrate. We're here to give them praise, to give them honor and glory. And that's what we're gonna do this morning through song. So I invite you wherever you are, with your family, by yourself, to sing and praise Jesus. Raise your hands, clap and sing, raise them high because he is worthy of it all. So let's sing this together this morning. Let's go.
God is so good. That's why we sing these songs, the songs of life, songs of hope, songs of resurrection. We don't serve a God that is dead, but one that is alive. And that's why this is so important this morning. Just remember the life that Jesus brings by what he did on the cross. That's why we sing. That's why we raise our voices, to bring glory to that God that is good. Let's sing. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb in desperation. Turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from Jesus Christ. 
guys for worshiping with us. Um, let's go ahead and get into our teaching time. back. Thank you so much, everybody, for sticking around. It has been so encouraging to see so many of you connecting with us on Sunday morning. So uh, through this online service, it's, let's be honest, this is not what any of us imagined Easter Sunday would be like this year. But here we are, and I think we're making the best of it. And so I hope that you are comfortable and happy in your home this morning. Uh, maybe you're looking all dapper in your Easter best right now. A couple things real quick. Uh, reminder, we're going to be doing communion a little bit later. So if you haven't already got some communion supplies, uh, go ahead and, and go grab those things and bring them back into your living room. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, first of all, kids, Venture Kids, where you at? Hey, guys, I love you guys. It's so good to see so many of you in our Venture Kids Zoom class last week. And so we're going to do that again this week. Uh, Miss Bethel is going to be back with another lesson, 1130 today. Parents, Please try to get your kids in there. We had uh, most of our normal elementary kid, elementary age kids were in that class last week, and it was just really great to see them all. Uh, you can get all the information you need at jointheventure.com slash kids. So the link to the Zoom class and how to get the password if you don't already have it, all that kind of stuff. The second thing is we are having uh, some new small groups open up, digital Virtual small groups. We're living in the future, people. We don't have to get together to do small groups. Uh, the one that uh, I want to point you to right now is a new one that I'm starting this week. We're going to do it on Tuesday night, starting at 6.30. We're going to be having uh, a Bible study, just an old school Bible study. where uh, We're going to be studying through the book of Colossians for several weeks. And I would love to invite you to join me. Uh, if you go right now to our website, jointheventure.com, right on the homepage, uh, you can find a picture you can click on that's going to take you to how to sign up for various small groups. There's also a ladies group that you can go to. There's other groups that are meeting and you can register for the Bible study. And so if you will register for that, you'll get an email this week on how to connect and how to get in on it. If you forget to do that somehow, just connect with me somehow and I'll make sure you get the information. I'd love to invite you to do that because it's going to go hand in hand with the sermon series that we're starting next week. And so that might be a cool new way that we can connect as a church family. And so those are some things we got going on right now. Um, and the last thing is this. I, I want to remind you again, if you haven't already done the text in thing to kind of count yourself as here, please do that. We're texting these words. These are keywords. So they're all together. No spaces. Online viewer. If you're just viewing and you've been here before, text online viewer. One word. No other words. Don't say, hey, I am an online viewer. Like that's too many words. Just the words online viewer with no spaces to 97,000. You can also do the same thing with new to venture to 97,000. You can see them right here on the screen. Do it just like that. Nothing more. And uh, you'll get some information about how you can follow up and stay in touch and, and all that good stuff. Just glad to have a way to connect with you guys. Uh, but let's get into today's teaching. Here we go. It's Easter. I love Easter. Uh, for years, I have really appreciated the holiday of Easter. I mean, it's, it's a as an adult, I've appreciated it for what I believe it is, which is the celebration of Jesus and all that stuff. And, and actually, that's what we're here to talk about today, obviously. But as a kid, uh, I don't think I picked up on that so quick. In fact, it took me a long time to really understand Easter. Uh, for me, for a long time, Easter was about something else. It was about one of these. I got one right here. I had my daughter make me one for this. Thank you, Savannah. You rock. Appreciate that. Easter basket. Look, we got, we got Easter eggs. That's how we roll at the Woolard house. We got Easter eggs in the house. Uh, she put a little bunny rabbit in there. Thank you for that. You got to have some Starburst jelly beans. I wish they had these when I was a kid. The jelly beans we had were like atrocious. I don't know what those things were about. But for me, the most exciting part about Easter was the baskets I got specifically from one of my grandmas, Nanny. Nanny every year got me a new He-Man action figure. Remember these guys? This is, this is the real deal. Listen. Something rattled loose inside of him. Uh, but this guy, I apologize for his attire. Uh, when you got that many muscles, you just can't wear a shirt. He's got on like furry underwear and boots. That's how he rocks. But um, this is He-Man, Masters of the Universe, coolest toy ever. Where's my 80s kids at? Y'all feeling this? That's right. Uh, 
As this thing aged out, uh, eventually it was Ninja Turtles my grandma would give me in the Easter basket. She always had cool toys in there. I looked forward to it. It was like a miniature Christmas. As I got older, it was money, which is even better. And so Easter baskets. Uh, I celebrated Easter in the way that I think a lot of us do. It's a cool spring holiday. And what that meant that was that my mom was going to make, uh, you know, she was going to make the spiral cut ham, as, as she always did, and deviled eggs. Or we were going to go to Easter egg hunts, and, and, and someone was going to wear a pink shirt, because real men wear pink and all that stuff, right? And I was raised in church, and I understood the Jesus story. In fact, I believed it. We went to the sunrise services on Sunday mornings, on Easter Sunday. We sang the songs about the resurrection, up from the grave he arose. All-time classic, by the way. I love that song. But it didn't ever click for me the true importance of the resurrection and what that meant to me personally. So we've been in this teaching series called Of First Importance. And the idea is basically unpacking this passage from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that basically says the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is of first importance. Like nothing else is more important than this. And we've been talking about that. Maybe you've missed the first two weeks. That's totally fine. First, you can catch up on our podcast. The videos from the last week are posted on YouTube and on Facebook. But guess what? You don't even have to catch up because today's message is the star. This is the point. This is the main take-home of this whole passage. It is about the value of the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus. So to get there, what we're going to do, we've been kind of uh, dipping in and out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but today we're going to go in in full force. We're going to get to a big chunk of it today and really unpack it. So if you've got a Bible, open that puppy up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to be reading starting at the very first verse, verse 1, and we're going to read through 1 Corinthians 15, a big chunk of it, uh, and unpack it today because it's, it's strong. And why does the resurrection matter to me? Well, let's find out. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. It says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word that I preached to you, otherwise, you have believed it in vain. Now, I love that Paul says here, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you. Like, he's like, I already told you this before, but he knows that we all need reminders, and that word gospel, it just it's, it was the code word for the good news about Jesus, the whole story of Jesus. God coming to earth, giving us his life, and that we can accept him and have eternal life through him. Like all this, it was all boiled down to the concept of the gospel or the good news. And he said, I want to remind you of this. And so the rest of chapter 15 is a reminder of why this is important. And so we keep going in verse 3. This has been our anchor passage right here. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance, that... Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And so that has been kind of our anchor passage for this whole series. This first audience that would have heard this letter, it was originally written as a letter to the church at Corinth, uh, they were, though they were in Corinth, which was a Greek city, they were primarily of a Jewish background, most of them. And so Paul starts off with something that would really relate to this Jewish audience, um, one of the most important things in a Jewish person's life, especially in those days, was Scripture. I mean, they said things like, I love Scripture, and that Scripture is like a sweet taste on my mouth, and, and Scripture is, is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. Like, it guides our life. And so Paul says, I want to remind you of the gospel I preach to you, and I want to let you know, I want to remind you that all of it was prophesied in your Scripture. And that this Jesus that we proclaim as the Messiah, he was talked about in your scripture. And so for a Jewish person, that was a very good like evidence for why Jesus was important to them. Because their ancestors and their religious heritage all kind of pointed to this Messiah figure. And Jesus fit the bill for all of the things that he was you know, predicted to be. And so this is a great reminder for us as well that like Jesus' story was all something based in scripture. And, and that's really powerful as what we call an apologetic. An apologetic is kind of an evidence, an evidence to like believe something. It's a legal term that you use like in a court of law like to, sh to present your, your evidence. But the thing is that Paul also recognizes that not everyone is going to get a lot of evidence from Scripture. I mean, maybe you're one who's like, well, I don't know if I really, I really get Scripture that much. I'm not going to look at this old ancient text. So he turns next to another apologetic, which is a very legally binding apologetic eyewitnesses. 
we keep reading there uh, in verse 5, we're going to talk about eyewitnesses. But before we do that, I want to just say a word to you. Like, You might be in a place right now where you're watching this service, but you're still a little bit uncertain about what you think about Jesus. You're specifically not convinced. Maybe you're a little skeptical of the resurrection. Like, did it really happen? Like, People don't raise from the dead. And a couple things I want to say to you. First of all, I'm so glad you're here. I'm, I'm pumped that you're here. I'm glad that you're hanging out with us, and I can't wait to meet you face-to-face, uh, -face, or if I already know you, to keep building a friendship with you. Um, I also want to let you know that it's okay. It's okay to have doubts and to be skeptical. Some of Jesus' closest friends were very skeptical of the resurrection at first until, and we're going to find out in just a minute, why their minds changed. But uh, continue this journey. I want to encourage you to continue this journey, and, and uh, feel free to continue it with us. Uh, this is a safe place, and so by all means. Um, so I wanted to say that, but the first real apologetic that Paul gets into is these eyewitnesses. So verse 5, he just jumps right in. He says, and that he, Jesus, after the resurrection, appeared to Cephas. That's another name for the apostle Peter. So he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James. And then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also. This is Paul talking. As to one abnormally born. Basically, he's saying, I was late to the party. <laughs> I came later. Jesus died. And that was really well attested. I mean, it was, it was public knowledge. It was court record. Like, it, it happened. But after the death and the burial, something bizarre began to happen. Jesus began to appear to people. And he appeared to them one-on-one. -on -one. And he appeared to them in small groups. And he appeared to them in large groups. Some of them in groups of hundreds. And this list that, that we just read is really important because in that list are a variety of people. Like significant people in, in Jesus' little entourage, the apostles. Groups of people. Some of them skeptics like James. And it's like Jesus wants to show up to a wide variety of people because he wants you to know, like, I'm here. I'm really here, and there needs to be proof of this. I'm so glad that he did that. And then something even more crazy happens. A large percentage of these people that he lists, which, by the way, he says, and most of them are still alive if you want to check with them, and people did. A large percentage of these people then go on to give their lives on the belief that they saw Jesus risen from the dead, that they witnessed a resurrected Jesus. In fact, to a person, every single one of the original apostles died a martyr's death because of their belief that Jesus rose from the dead. And remember, this is the same group of guys that we talked about last week. If you were here, uh, these are the guys who, after Jesus was arrested and he was about to be crucified, where were the apostles? They were gone. They split. They were in hiding because they were scared that the same people who arrested and were about to kill Jesus would then arrest and kill them. They were scared. But something happened. When Jesus showed up and he was in their presence and they spoke to him, the word that's most often used to describe the apostles after they saw the resurrected Jesus is this, bold. They became bold. Here's a pro tip, pro tip from the apostles. If you talk to someone who has recently risen from the dead by their own power, you should listen to them. That's what the apostles learned. They saw God in the flesh risen from the dead and they said, I'm not scared anymore. And this became the battle cry of the early church. The, the battle cry was that Jesus brings resurrection. That's the, that's the word they used. And they centered their weekly gatherings around this meal that we now call communion. In some traditions, it's called the, the Eucharist. But it was uh, a meal that they shared that celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. In fact, it was so central to their belief uh, and their faith that these Jewish Christians who had typically made Saturday their, their holy day of worship, and they still observed Sabbath. Uh, they did. But they made Sunday a day of worship because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. The idea of the resurrection becomes the heartbeat of what the early Christians believe, and it's fundamental and foundational of first importance to what the Christian faith is even still today. The resurrection of Jesus is the most important element in our faith. So let's get back to our passage. We're still in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, now verse 12. It says, But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there's no resurrection from the dead? Okay, so real quick. 
it was central to the early Christians' faith. But there were some who were saying, wait, 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 there is no resurrection from the dead. And believe me, that's a whole different topic we could talk about for hours. But this is, this is encapsulated in this little passage here. There are some people who are saying, I don't believe in the resurrection. So, but, so Paul goes on and says that. Well, listen, in verse 13, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised... Our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile, and you're still in your sins. Jesus' resurrection is not just a footnote in world religions. It's not just like, yeah, and the Christians believe this. It is the beating heart of our faith, Jesus' resurrection. So this is the question today. Why is the resurrection such a big deal? Think about it. Why is the resurrection such a big deal? Um, I want to answer that question with a couple of other questions, and then we're going to land on what I think is a really good faith-building thing today. Let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, have you heard of COVID-19? <laughs> of course you have. Um, here's the question. Was COVID-19 a big deal before it came to America? Was it? Yes. Unquestionably, yes. It was a huge deal. We were hearing about this mysterious virus in China. It was, you know, flights were getting canceled. These other things were happening. It, it was a big deal but did it really have that much effect on your life? Not really. Not, not if you're the average American. And at least most of us were completely unaffected. You might have had a loved one over there. You have some other interest over in China. But for the most part, most of us were not affected at all. You went to school. You went to work. You hugged people. Um, it was fine. COVID-19 was still a big deal. But because it didn't impact my life, I didn't think about it at all. And I didn't make any adjustments to my life based on it. Okay, here's the next question. Is COVID-19 a big deal to you now? Of course it is. Of course it is. Like, no matter your stance on it, whether you think we're going too far, or we haven't gone far enough, or all these different things, the reality is it has affected your life. Period. What's the difference? Same virus, same dangers and whatever. Why, why weren't we doing more Back then, when it was just in China and as it was creeping into other countries, why didn't we care so much then? Why? It's a simple answer. This is the simple answer. Because that's just how it is. Like, if stuff's not directly around me, out of sight, out of mind, I'm not thinking about it. Isn't that true? But then when it, when it invades my neighborhood, now I'm thinking about it. And so we all understand that. So let me draw the analogy. This is not a sermon about COVID-19. I know we're sick of hearing about it, but I think this is a perfect picture of why is the resurrection a big deal? So is the resurrection a big deal in your life? Is it a big deal in your life? Well, if to you the resurrection is just a story about an obscure Middle Eastern rabbi from 2,000 years ago, no. No. It can't be a big deal in your life. Like you might be sentimental about it. You might have some ancient documents hanging on your wall. Like you might be a collector. But like odds are good it's not a big deal. You're not making any adjustments in your life because of it. If it's just something that happened 2,000 years ago. And that's one reason why I think a lot of people have a hard time uh, grasping onto the concept of the resurrection in their life. And how that makes a difference. Because if it's just something that happened on the other side of the world, it might be good dinner table conversation at some point. But it's not really a big deal. But what if I told you that the resurrection of Jesus has direct implications on your life? Immediate and transformative implications. Really? Well, if that's true, then that changes things. Because now I'm interested. What could this resurrection possibly have to do with me? I, I would like to know. The whole point of the resurrection of Jesus that we sometimes miss, and that I want to make sure we don't miss today, is that the resurrection of Jesus is a pathway to resurrection for me and for you. Let me say it simpler. Please don't miss this next sentence. Jesus isn't the only one who's, who resurrects in this story. Let me say it again. Jesus isn't the only one who resurrects in this story. 
The promise is that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3.16, most quoted Bible verse in the whole world. If Jesus resurrected, and I believe he did, then his promise is that you can be raised to life too. Here's a scripture that teaches the lesson better than than I could in my own words. And so this is the Apostle Paul. He's in Romans chapter 6, one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. And he explains to you and me how the resurrection directly affects my life and your life. Romans chapter 6, starting at verse 3. He says, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. Now you might need to read that a couple times to fully understand it. So please underline it, highlight it, go back and look at it later. But let's talk for a second about baptism. Okay, baptism is a living visual that is a beautiful picture. And it's funny because, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but baptism is the visual of a funeral. You ever thought about that? It's the visual of a funeral. Every person that we see becoming a Christian in the Bible gets baptized in water, laid down and buried and covered in water. This is the image of a funeral. And then they are risen out of that water into a resurrection life. That's resurrection. That's that's what baptism is a picture of, what God, God's doing in our life. Now, the church has argued about baptism for generations. There are countless denominations that exist because everyone thinks they got their own uh, you know, perfect understanding of baptism. I'm not going to do that today. I think we're all wasting our time about that. I think, I think that the point of the matter is this. You look at this, and it's a good thing. This is an image that anyone who is in Christ can, can encounter the resurrection physically. Like I can tangibly touch some water, and I can experience with my flesh and bone and skin the death of my old self and the raising to walk in new life. It's, it's, a, it's a step-by-step snapshot of us joining Christ in the resurrection. And we're told that we can then raise to walk in newness of life. Not that it just ends right there when we come up out of the water. but So I, I go there because Romans chapter 6 gives us this, this indication that we are invited to join in the resurrection of Jesus. And that when we're saved, then we put our faith and our hope in the grace of God through Jesus Christ. We are united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's why this is of first importance. It's amazing. Back to our passage in Romans 6 this time. We're still in Romans 6 in verse 5. He says, For if we have been united with him like this in death, we will certainly also be united with him in a a resurrection like his. That united thing. Jesus' resurrection, it paved the way for new life that each of us can hold on to. And and this is about getting rid of the sin that drags us down and separates us from God. Jesus' death made that possible because he took the punishment for your sin and for my sin, and he died with that. And then he invites us to join him in that death. Put it down. Put the old man, the old woman under the grave so that we can be resurrected to walk in newness of life. I just want to take a second right here. Have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you? Have you taken the opportunity to be baptized into Him? I want to tell you, this is not a moment to talk about what the role of baptism is in our salvation. and What is the exact second of our salvation? Now, this is like, how cool is it that we're invited to physically join Him in His burial and resurrection? I want to invite you to consider that. And if you want to uh, make baptism something for you and, and, and accepting Christ something for you, please reach out to me, somebody that you know that's a believer. Let's get that done. And, and listen, we can connect, go to somewhere and baptize you. That's totally a possibility. But I had a friend this week who his daughter decided to accept Christ, and she got baptized uh, in their bathtub. And they FaceTimed their parents, and it was beautiful. Like You don't need special sacramental garments to do this, and you don't have to be in some special tub. It's, it's water. It's not, the, it's not the water. It's the pledge of a clean conscience to God, and it's, it's the opportunity to join Him and unite with Him. And so whatever step you are on the path of accepting Jesus, will you please take one of those steps today? Because this is the reason we have the Easter story. Because your promise to be united with Him in resurrection. So we look again uh, in verse 6. 
of Romans chapter 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him. Ooh, crucified with him. So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. And that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Is resurrection a big deal? Let me ask you a different question. Is being set free from slavery a big deal? Yeah. Is being relieved of the guilt of our sin a big deal? Yes. Think about these things. Addiction, immorality, cheating and stealing and lying and abuse and dishonesty. Like dishonesty. All the things in this world that make life miserable. And then the effects of sin in this world. Disease what we're in right now, and death and suffering. These things are not obscure things happening in China on the other side of the world. This is the stuff that keeps us up at night and that ruins our lives. And Jesus is giving the hope of a release from all of that by inviting each of us into his resurrection. Now, the resurrection of Jesus was central to the early church. It is the heartbeat of our faith today because it's what God's grace does in our life. It's what happens when God's grace meets our life. Without Jesus, without the resurrection, I'm a dead man walking. But the day I gave my life to Jesus and I trusted in his resurrection and I accepted his grace, I was resurrected and given a chance to walk in newness of life. And by the way, that resurrection begins now. Like there's this mentality I think we get from somewhere that like the resurrection and like eternal life, that begins after I die. Like after I'm an old grandpa and, you know, there's a graveside service and then after that I get to fly up on my little wings and get my little harp and then I can begin eternity. No, eternity begins the moment that you are brought to life in Christ. That moment. Because you, that's why Jesus teaches us things that we can do in this world now. That's why Jesus taught us, don't worry about things in this life. Don't be stressed out and super anxious. Yes, we should plan ahead and do this, but don't be overly anxious because ultimately God's in control because resurrection life begins now. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing that can be completely freaked out about. That's why he taught us to forgive others in this life because by doing so, we're adopting the heart of God. That's why he taught us gener generosity and selflessness and humility in this life, because putting others first is what Jesus did, and it's the best way to teach us the heart of God. Like, He wants us to do all this stuff in this life, because eternity begins now. The kingdom of heaven is at hand now, and the resurrection life begins now. And even in the uncertain times that we're living in, we can see the resurrection of Jesus, and it can bring us hope in our daily life. So, is resurrection a big deal yes because it's got implications in your life today if each one of us would just accept it so it's easter enjoy easter enjoy you know i hope you had some starburst jelly beans like enjoy whatever festivities that are part of your tradition every year but know this that of first importance is the resurrection of jesus and the eternal life that brings us new life uh, I'd love to close today with the last two verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Starting at verse 57, it says, But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Happy Easter, everybody. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the resurrection story. And I thank you for inviting us into it. I pray right now that someone sitting in their living room right now who is trying to decide if they're going to experience the resurrection in their own life, I pray that, that right from their seat they can begin to accept you, that they can turn their faith to you, that they can... Um, Get in touch with someone else and have the opportunity to confess that, to call someone and say, listen, I just decided to follow Jesus. It's a life-changing thing. That we can connect with them soon and help them, uh, help them be baptized. And Most importantly, Lord, that they can 
live in that resurrected life. And those of us who have already accepted that, I pray that we take Paul's words to heart, that we need to remember the gospel that was taught to us in the first place. And it's about putting death to our old selves and walking in the newness of life that we have through Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus, for everything that you did and giving your life to us and giving us the opportunity to have life in you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I want to invite you now to join me in a time of communion. Uh, normally when we're face-to-face, we do this right after our teaching time each week. I want to give you a minute to go ahead and grab the emblems, go and grab your juice and your crackers. And uh, while you do that, I'm going to bring Patrick back up on the screen. Hey, welcome back, man. Hey, guys. Um, thanks for being with us. And we're going to share this together with you. Uh, I don't know what your particular background is, of course, but at our church, we do communion every single week at our church, and we do it through stations. Uh, there's there's four tables around the room, and we walk up, and it's totally optional. You know, it's, it's only for you if kind of like you're, you're understanding it, you feel like your heart's in a good place for it, and that kind of stuff. So I want to tell you at home, um, you don't have to do this. It's something that you could just sit and kind of meditate through and listen to. That's totally fine. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to handle communion, and uh, this week we're going to do something we haven't done at Venture before, and we're actually going to take the emblems together at the same time. And so to do that, we're going to just do a, a classic format that I, I've loved seeing in a lot of churches. Uh, if you've got a Bible, you can open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, I think Patrick's even got it on his phone there. Feel free to look it up on your phone. No shame in that. And um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is reminiscing and remembering about a moment that Jesus had with his disciples, where they were actually celebrating the Passover festival and the meal together. They had a full-on meal. I mean, they probably had, you know, salads and all kinds of stuff going on on that table. Uh, but during the meal, he actually repurposed part of the, the food as a remembrance ceremony. And so uh, Paul is retelling that story. And so we're gonna, we're gonna do that together today. And so if you've got your, your crackers, maybe break a little piece off or feel free to eat the whole thing. Um, and uh, let's just jump in that together. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23. This is Paul talking. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. For the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's just take the bread together. represents the body of Jesus that was broken for our sin. Verse 25. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. You drink your... And that represents his blood that was poured out to fill us up and to make us clean. And I love this last verse. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so that's what we're doing. We're proclaiming the resurrection. We're proclaiming the life. So take a moment with your family. We're going to put some music up on the screen and uh, let's just reflect on the resurrection. Guys, let's pray. Thank you, God, so much for your son. Thank you for him coming to this world as that sacrifice of 
releasing some of his godhood, uh, not using some of his, his divine abilities and powers for a time to come and to live as a man perfectly, to, to never fail, to never fall, to never sin, and then to, to die, but not to stay dead, to get back up, to re be resurrected, to walk in this life again, and thank you so much that you allow him to come and do that so that we too could be resurrected, that we too could share in that. The world is crazy right now, but you are still good and you are still God. Thank you for all that you are and all that you do for us. So you know me pray. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining with us on this very special Easter Sunday. Uh, I know it's been different, but I hope it's been good for you. I, I know that I myself have enjoyed it and I just can't wait to talk about this for years to come. As remember that one time we did Easter on the video stuff. And it's going to be different and interesting, but it'll be a memory that we always hold on to. Uh, but thank you for being with us. We've got a couple more quick announcements and things for you. So if you'll please hold off with us for just a moment, it'll be great. Um, the first one is this. We talked about it last week. We're making it happen this week. Small groups. Virtual Zoom meeting small groups. If you are interested in being a part of one of those or even hosting one of those, it's not too late. Uh, you can go to jointheventure.com on the homepage. There's a button that says something about small groups. Click on it. It will give you more information about what's going on. I know for certain that one is starting on Tuesday night. That Chris is going to be leading, and uh, I'm sure that's going to be good. And we're going to have a Bibles and board games one where I'm going to figure out how to play board games online, and it's going to be awesome, I think. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. But so, yeah, small groups. Go to jointheventure.com. Check out the small group link. Awesome. Uh, the second thing I want to make sure we remember is about the offering that George mentioned earlier. Uh, man, I, I want to encourage you, like, give, give generously this week. Uh, if you already gave earlier this week, maybe you have the habit of giving on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever your paycheck comes or whatever, I want to let you know, congratulations, you already contributed. So <laughs> anything that actually came in since last Monday and through the end of today is all considered part of this week's offering. And so, uh, but we're looking forward to giving that away. And if you have a need, uh, because of COVID-19, you've been laid off and or your finances are just uncertain because of that. Uh, please reach out to one of our elders. You can uh, visit our elders through our website uh, or just reach out to us on Facebook and we can get you the information on how to get up with those guys. But uh, it, it's a really, really big deal to be helping people. And that's what the church needs to be doing. And so I'm so proud to be part of that. Also, George mentioned we're going to be having a portion of that go to Restore Church in Jacksonville. Uh, they're a new church plant that's only a couple of years old. And uh, the last several years, we've given away our whole Easter offering to them. And so uh, they're, they're in need of that as well. So um, it'll go a long way. It'll go a long way. So dig deep, be generous, and, uh, and let's make a difference in people's lives through that. And then one more last thing for me, and that is that the children's class is going to still meet at 1130. So go over there, find that Zoom information, and hang out with them. We had a blast last week. I can't wait to see what this week brings. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, as we wrap up today, uh, check out the, uh, the text to let us know you're here. Information's on the screen right here. And also, I want to say a special thank you to Cape Fear Christian Church. Uh, they have been a big friend to us since the very first day we started in this city. Uh, I know some of you are probably watching right now. I want to thank you because the worship that we experienced earlier was recorded uh, in some of their space this week. Uh, also, thanks to all those musicians. Uh, one of Cape Fear's volunteers named Scott, who came out and got the sound working real well for us and, and did a great job with that. So all, all of that, just we're so blessed to be in such a great city with such giving people. So thank you for that. Uh, that's all for today, guys. Let's have a great Easter. Get your Easter selfies posted with your family. Get on social media and share it. And then get out of the house. Go outside. <laughs> Enjoy the day. As always. I'm outside right light. now. What? You're outside now? As always, we're going to shine light in dark places. See ya. See ya.